Hi, I'm Gracie. I'm Selena. And this is Catching Up With Us. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful week. How are you? Good. I'm doing okay. Feeling pretty tired, but almost. See, uh, for those who don't know, they have a new member of the Manshine family, a tiny little kitten. Would you like to talk about Winston? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so cute. He's nine, eight and a half weeks. He's tiny. He's like just under two pounds. Tiny. <laughs> was orphaned and abandoned by his mom and was fostered for the first like seven weeks six weeks and then we picked him up over the last weekend and he's very cute and he's not that needy but it's definitely he's a baby like, he's still a baby he's a baby <laughs> so I'm a little tired from that and work's been really busy so oh well welcome Winston tired. we're happy to have you <laughs> yeah, I'm so, we're so happy we we'll love him that's so exciting. Well, I know a couple episodes back you were talking about adopting a, a kitten, so I'm happy it happened. Maybe we manifested it on this podcast. Who knows? How <laughs> well, are you? Oh, I'm good. This week is going by slowly. I feel like I say that every week, um, but really nothing crazy going on. My parents come to D.C. exactly kind of two weeks from now-ish. Um, I got a haircut last week. I'm getting my hair colored this week. Wow, big things are happening. <laughs> I was telling uh, one of my coworkers the other day, I was like, now I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. It's been two weeks, you know, it's been over two weeks. I think it's almost been a month this Saturday. Oh, wow. I've been vaccinated. And it's like, what's kicking into gear now is like, Gracie, get your life together. I've like tried on all my clothes, make sure they still fit. Trying to figure out how to put together an outfit, getting my hair done. Most of my makeup's expired. So it's like now getting back into like getting myself together feeling it's like preparing to feel like a human again exactly I'm like emerging from my shell mm. <laughs> my sweatpants shell <laughs> interesting I wonder if you I feel that way when I get my my final dose <laughs> I know it's, it's a little bit I mean I'm not going anywhere like nothing but I'm also like oh well now I feel safe to do some of these things like take care of myself <laughs> go yeah. get my hair done things like that that's um, so great which is, it's a good feeling. It's definitely slowly. Um, but I was also talking to my coworker. Let me know if you feel the same way. But can you believe we sat at an office desk job in skinny jeans for eight hours a day? Can you even imagine that right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Like, I honestly no. don't think I can sit at a desk for eight hours in jeans anymore. Like, I just don't think that's going to be a thing for me. I, the list of things that I don't think I can do anymore <laughs> grows every day. Oh like, man. I, <laughs> I can't even begin to think about it, to be honest with you, because it's just, I used to think jeans were comfortable. I was like, yeah, these are fine. Like I'm so comfortable in my jeans all day. I'm like, I really just can't. I don't, I don't think I can do that. I can't even tell you the last time I wore a real bra. Mm. Like, uh- either I've been wearing bralettes for a year <laughs> like I don't <laughs> anything padded anything with a wire hasn't touched my body in a year I generally I I almost every day work out at lunch which is like 12 to 1 mm-hmm. and I don't know 75% of the time I just like stay in those clothes for the rest of yeah. my work day and then shower and then get myself together at like 4 30 or 5 yeah it's basically just preparing to make dinner and hang out <laughs> so adjusting from that schedule will be I can't even I can't even fathom it I can't yeah. even fathom it. I mean for me at least and I maybe I don't I don't know kind of how you feel about your job but like I don't know that I'm going back to the office anytime soon um at least not before September for sure 
Um, but I just like, don't, I haven't eaten at a restaurant in a year. Like I has, still haven't done that. And I'm like, I don't even know like what I would wear out to dinner at this point in my life. <laughs> like I truly don't know. I'm like, none of my blouses go with my sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think we maybe we'll do another, an episode fully about, or maybe another series or something about getting yourself together after joining the world as <laughs> re-entering we society. I think I'm on a similar timeline in terms of work currently. And I mean, who knows what will, I was reading some article today about, you know, another spike coming and yeah. that, you know, all the variants, whatever. But I think advocating for it to be as much of a transition period as possible is going to be really important because I just I can't imagine like doing this on a Friday and then that Monday going into the office all of a sudden yeah I mean I think I have to imagine at least in my workplace uh, again it's going to be different everywhere like they're already talking about like when we do go back whenever that is it's still going to be a super gradual thing like it's not like you were saying it's not like they're going to email us on Friday and be like great everyone's back in on Monday like I think it's going to be like 25% capacity switching off every two weeks, you know, like then moving to 50% capacity, like six months later, like, I think it's going to be a very slow build. Um, And, and so I don't know what that looks like, but I can't imagine at least for the first year that we're back at being anything close to normal in terms of like going into the office from nine to five Monday through Friday. Like I can imagine a, a world where like, you know, every two weeks I'm in the office twice a week, something like that, which is also nuts to think about, but yeah, I don't know how about luxury, but it's just going to be very strange. Yeah. Well, Operation uh, Find Me Pants That Aren't Jeans That Are Not Sweatpants also. <laughs> I'm thinking trousers, but not yeah. slacks. Yeah, like the nice material jogger. Yeah, like pull on, <laughs> but uh, not sweatpants. Drawstring. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But tapered. Yeah, but not- like a nice leg, but not stiff. that's my current project there are so many clothes I haven't tried on worn in literally a year I one of my biggest projects throughout the year has been I don't know if we talked about this in our 2020 recap but I've cleaned out my closet so many times but I actually you know I think I, I actually approached it in one of the most logical ways I've ever approached it I think I was holding on to a lot of pieces of clothing that were like, if this one specific thing that usually never happens, happens, I'll wear this. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously that's not gonna happen because I've had that thing for four years and maybe tried it on once in my life, like get rid of it. And anything that I've put on my body that I'm like, this is uncomfortable, whether it's too tight or like the arms are too tight or it's slightly unflattering, or I know it's gonna be something I put on and take it off every single time. I just like got out of my closet. And the same with shoes last weekend that was my project so I like put on all my heels walked around in them I'm like I'm never gonna wear these heels like this part is rubbing my heel or my toe got rid of it so I think I'm at a good space to start over <laughs> almost the almost 30 cleanse closet yeah. cleanse <laughs> the almost 30 closet cleanse I was talking to my mom about this who's also big into fashion and loves shopping as well but it's the point in our lives when we're allowed to invest in things that are going to last us more than a season um I got rid of all my skinny jeans. So now I'm a straight leg girl. Um, just because the same reason, like I was like, I was only wearing them with boots when I wore boots, you know, like things like that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in a good spot to kind of like 
add pieces, adult pieces that I feel good and comfortable in. I love that. It's a good place to be. I think we need to talk about this more in another episode. Okay, I'll save it for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't know about that. That's great. (laughs) Um, Anything you've been watching or reading this week? Any articles? Anything fun? For those, uh, because you can't see her, her head is in her palm and her head is down. (laughs) She's in despair. (laughs) The short answer is no. (laughs) I'm not reading jack shit. Um, Fine, you can have those weeks. I, yeah, we've been on a, maybe a month of those weeks, but it's fine. (laughs) I will pick up a book eventually. Um, I was, it was a goal. It was like a goal of mine this year to read a book a month. Me too. And I read like four in January, (laughs) three in February and two in March. And now I'm like, I don't want to read anything. Well, that's perfect. You're, you're basically at September. You have a break now. (laughs) I know, but I'm worried I'm going to get out of the habit. There is a book that I put on hold that I lapsed the hold that I do want to read. I just have to, it's called something, the something life of Addie LaRue. Oh, I read it. The invisible life of Addie LaRue. Did you like it? I did like it. Um, It's a little bit kind of fantasy-ish, a little bit historical-ish emphasis on the fantasy. It's becoming a movie. Oh, really? Yep. I liked it. It's a a very easy read. Like if you get sucked in, which I think you will, you'll read it in a weekend. I I had it on hold and I read the first like chapter and a half and I really liked it. And then I just Mm -hmm. didn't pick it up and then I lost the hold. So I need to re-rent it from the library. Yeah, that's a good one. I... I have been, I think we talked about this in our last episode. Um, I've been a little bit in a reading rut too. And what I decided to do, because eights don't do this, what I've learned is I put down the book that I didn't really enjoy so far and I picked up something else and I've been cruising through that. So I'm reading The Paris Library by Janet Gestlian Charles. Maybe I pronounced that wrong. Um, And I know this is gonna really shock you, but it is a historical fiction that's based (laughs) on World War II Paris. Oh, wow. I know. That's really, really different for me. Um, (laughs) That's your sweet spot. (laughs) Paris, the 1930s and 40s. Mm -hmm. Libraries. It's really good. It's a a super easy. I was telling our friend McCall this. I'm like, it's not literary genius, right? Like, I'm not like, wow, this writing is incredible. But like the story is captivating. It's keeping me interested. Um, It's a pretty easy read. Uh, I'll probably be done with it in the next like two days. That's where I'm at with books in general these days. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and you have suggestions for books that fall into those, any of those categories, please let us know. Yep. Historical fiction for me, fantasy for you. <laughs> Just easy reading really for me, <laughs> but not like more than 250 pages. Yeah. Keep it short. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, kind of blending our next two topics together. Uh well, first of all, let me ask you, what was your favorite bite? Anything fun that you made this week? I made a Funfetti loaf snack mm. and cake. And I can confirm it looked delicious. It is so delicious. It's, um, yeah, it was a recipe, a new recipe. I'd never tried it before. Our friend McCall, shout out, <laughs> um, sent it to us. And it was very, very good. Yeah. Brown butter blondie, one of these Instagram mm. food people. It's her recipe and it's very good. Yeah, that's great. I also made a Funfetti cake. It was not so great. The frosting was great. Um, My cake was a little dry. Mm. Uh, So it was good for like the first five minutes and then it did not hold well the next couple days. Mm. 
but I did, um, I picked up a book I've had for a year. It's called Where Cooking Begins by Carla Lolly Music, mm-hmm. um, who I think is a New York Times cooking chef. Um, and so far I've made two recipes this week from her book. Highly recommend both. And I'm making another one tomorrow night when my chicken defrosts. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard good things about that book. The, the interesting thing about this book, and I don't think I have a book like it, is that the first half is kind of all about techniques and not like, not like snooty, like culinary school techniques, but like, here's the concept around steaming and here's the concept around braising meat or slow cooking meat. And so she kind of like walks it through step by step. And when you flip the page, then it's like, here's the next things to, like, here's 12 things to braise or here's 12 things to steam. So that's like the first, I would say like 25% of the book. And the second 75% is her recipes. But her recipes are not, they're different from what I cook on a daily basis. So they're giving me some variety, but they're not time intensive. They're not like, they're not super big projects, but they are kind of keeping things like light and fun. That's great. That's that's like a very useful cookbook. Yeah. It's like, it's one that I think that if you were just getting into cooking or you really just kind of want to switch up your everyday, like chicken recipes, it's a great one to kind of like throw in there. Um, I feel that way about hot fat acid heat, which is also that way, which I really love. Like the first half of the book, maybe two thirds of the book is almost written like a, like a novel, like a chapter book, but it's all about the techniques. And if you're new to cooking, which I was pretty new to savory cooking when I read that book Mm -hmm. was about like why you're doing what you're doing, how these things all work together. And then the other half of the book was recipes and like apply the skills, which I thought for my brain made so much sense and was super Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. So that's that's been my cooking project for the week. If you are looking for a good present for someone who's getting into cooking or like kind of like that, I, I wouldn't say it's like French inspired, but I would say it's like very like clean classic recipes that are like easily made, but with a lot of flavors, maybe that you like haven't really put together. Mm. Um, so we did a caprese cheese, which was essentially just like a baked pasta with like mozzarella, ricotta, um, basil and tomatoes, which was super easy to make, really delicious, truly not that heavy for a baked pasta because it wasn't like heavy red sauce. Yeah, um, and then we did a chick- crispy chicken cutlet like a pan seared crispy chicken cutlet with like a salad with cilantro and iceberg lettuce um, with like a coconut dressing. That was so easy to make. It was literally like grated hot chili, grated garlic, grated um, ginger with like some coconut milk and some lime and tossed in a salad. And it was just like perfect. And it looked so good. It, it just like one of those things, I would have never done that on my own, but like it took me maybe 15 minutes to make. And I'm like, I can do this literally every day. That's great. I like that suggestion too for a gift because it feels like something that would be good for people who like know that they're like good or like okay at cooking and enjoy it, but don't know what to do. Where to start. Yeah. Where to start. It sounds like a great resource for. I think it would, you know what, who it would make a good present for. It would make a great graduation present. Like people that are graduating from college, living in their apartment for the first time. I'm like, this would be perfect for them. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Cool. Good one to have. Anything else going on this week? Any highs or lows? I think we already covered it, but yeah. Anything else you'd like to shout out? No, I'm just obsessed with my kitten. That's it. <laughs> That's been your, your life for the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Who's currently sleeping on the chair sitting next to me because Ugh. he's adorable. 
I haven't met him, but I love him already. Mm -hmm. Well, should we get into our last segment of our personality assessment four-part series? Yeah, definitely. The most important, most serious one. <laughs> um, this week we're talking about BuzzFeed quizzes. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I think you are definitely the the guru between the two of us for BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> that being said, like anytime, you send these constantly. I would say yeah. at least once a week. Yeah, once to twice a week. Probably more like twice a week. Yeah. And the other thing is that anytime you send them, I immediately stop whatever it is that I'm doing and take it. You have to take it. I have to take it right away. At that exact moment. (laughs) Like I hate when you've sent it in our group chat and you've already taken it and discussed it. And then I see the text. It's like "Ah." three hours later, you're like Tuscany. I'm like, what? (laughs) Damn it. No. (laughs) <laughs> I missed the window of yeah. the speed quiz um but I think it's something that we're both enjoy and it's fun and it's another like quiz personality thing so we're ending our series on that but it's also I did a brief emphasis on brief research <laughs> <laughs> about how these are made and I think it's really funny that most of the articles written about the peak and interest of BuzzFeed art, uh, quizzes all the articles have come from 2014. So that definitely definitely was like the peak of Buzzfeed. I feel like our last like two years of college. Yeah. Which I feel like setting the scene, we're like a junior in college. Mm -hmm. Social media is really like new, like Facebook had been around for a while, MySpace and all that other stuff before. But I think Instagram, what came out when we were freshmen in college, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe end of freshman year. I don't know. At some point in there. And most people I know didn't have it until like maybe their junior or senior year. It wasn't that big mm-hmm. a deal. And then all of a sudden there was Snapchat and all this other sh- stuff. And that's only yeah. been, that was 2012, right? So like a little less than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look where we are now. <laughs> just like the rapid nature of what has changed since then is just wild to me. But um, just a brief history. The they were created by Summer Ann Burton, who was a BuzzFeed you know, copywriter. Um, and she said that they were strong, in this interview I read of hers, she said they were strongly influenced by women's magazine, like Cosmo quizzes back in yep. the day. I also think it's hilarious because it's like this type of media was consumed as regularly as these are, it just in a different format in like yeah. a tangible magazine. And, and what I think is interesting about this, I think we were probably closer on the tail. I think we were like in the tail to end, middle to end part of like those magazines. And like, I remember going to the grocery store and being like, mom, can I please have the 17 magazine, please? Like it has this quiz in it that tells me like what shape haircut I should get for my shape of head, you know, like <laughs> those things. But I also think that when we were talking about this, I think in the astrology episode, but like, I would never not take those quizzes. I would never not read my horoscope in the back, no matter if I didn't agree with it or not. Like but it was there. So I consumed it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's interesting. It's like, if are the people like, are you and I similar in that? I mean, we are similar in that way, but it's, it just makes me think about this bigger question is like, is, is that human nature or is that just like, like want to learn about ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Or like in that way also, or is yeah. it like women or is it people that we just know because most people I know would also feel generational yeah or is it like maybe it's more targeted to women for some reason and like that's like something that we've been 
societally trained to be interested in doing I don't know I just mm-hmm. I think it's interesting for something as silly and like not that important it is interesting yeah definitely and then a lot of these articles related them to the Myers-Briggs or the MBTI mm. which I also think is interesting because that's what we've also talked about in this series yeah. um and in one of these interviews it said that it seems that these quizzes are designed to reveal some underlying personality traits like a Myers-Briggs test. Do you think readers have the expectation that they're going to get some sort of scientific result from these BuzzFeed quizzes? And some are the person who kind of invent or not invented, but created these for BuzzFeed yeah. said, um, I don't think so. The thing that I compare it to is astrology, which is another thing we talked about mm-hmm. is that it's not scientific, but if you had a good, have a good attitude that doesn't keep it from being fun. Which well, this is I the think, perfect way to wrap it up. <laughs> it is, it's perfect, which is like exactly how what we've been talking about and other things we've kind of touched on, which I think is cool. And then there's this business to business article that talked about just kind of like the breakdown of how BuzzFeed quizzes work in like a marketing purpose or a marketing purpose for I other work on me. <laughs> For other like online and social media entities. So like you yeah. usually don't, you're not on BuzzFeed. Well, maybe now you are, but like <laughs> at, at the time of their peak, people weren't on BuzzFeed looking for BuzzFeed quizzes. They were like on Facebook or on HuffPost yeah. or on Jezebel or some other place mm-hmm. that then led them to a thing that then led them to the BuzzFeed quiz. Right. And then maybe they're then ordering food for dinner that night on Postmates because they saw they... They were a hamburger and that's what they should yeah. eat for dinner tonight or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's like the somewhat toxic cycle of that yeah. in our world. But also it's like a thing that we personally use to really connect and like laugh and then spark conversation in uh-huh. an in-person. What I mean, in-person over text yeah. or talk or, or phone or whatever. But in a format that's supposed to be something that like is really isolating and separating, mm-hmm. but it does bring us together. But I yep. don't think that's the intention, but anyways. Well, so here we are, we're at the BuzzFeed quizzes. And I will say, I don't generally go into like the BuzzFeed website to like look for a quiz to send everyone. I usually pops up like in my Facebook cause I follow like Tasty and things like that. And it will like, it, things in my Facebook will pop up that will be like, take this quiz and find out what city you should travel to. So this was actually the first time in a while. Um, I was on quiz duty for this episode. So I went onto the website and found a bunch of quizzes. Um, and I'm going to kind of jump around here just so you know where to follow me. Uh, because I do think the first one we should kind of um, talk about here. And the one I put in here was, where's the introvert one? Okay. Design a bedroom and we'll tell you if you're more of an introvert or extrovert, which I found was interesting and kind of like to start off our, uh, you know, comparing it to what we've been talking about a lot. Um, And we both scored introvert and the little blurb underneath said, would you rather, you would rather stay home than spend the night out. You're intelligent, logical, charming, and you most likely have a few close friends that you would die for, which I think is very true. So off to a great start with BuzzFeed quizzes. Yep. Put us in the category. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I also think, you know, again, like Selena was saying, like these just spark, we think they're fun. We think they're funny. We take nothing really to heart. I don't know that I've ever been like, oh, I scored Tuscany on this. Now I'm going to book my trip. Like, you know, it's a, it's a way for us to kind of like bond and spark conversations and then like do that thing with our friends to be like, oh yeah, you're totally this. Or like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so I will 
maybe I'll just read the titles out and we can go through our answers. We'll do it really quickly and then we'll kind of just like wrap up the series. Yeah, that sounds fun. Cool. So the first one that I found, I'm not, a, are you a Disney person? Not really anymore. I mean, I'm not, not a Di like I'm not anti-Disney. Right. I was definitely not like, like a, I was definitely like a Disney, Disney kid. Yeah. But I grew up on Disney movies, but I've never like as an adult been like, you know what sounds fun? Disney World. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, like I still watch some Disney movies, especially mm. if I'm feeling like nostalgic. Or, or I always watch like the new Disney or Pixar ones that came out, uh, that come out, but it's not like, I, I don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't classify myself as a Disney fanatic, but this was actually the first one I found that I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting because it it's going to tell me about my personality. So this one was called, everyone is a combination of one Disney prince and one Disney princess. Who are you? And again, we scored exactly the same. We're a combination of Belle and Aladdin. We are super independent. We're strong-willed. We prefer to spend our days reading books and watching movies. Um, because of this, you have actually developed a powerful imagination that is something people really admire about you. I would say that's true. Like the first half is probably more true to me. <laughs> uh, Belle was also my favorite. I don't my know. Too. <laughs> Belle and um, Ariel, but really it's because I wanted to be a mermaid. Mm. Beauty and the Beast was a was a favorite for mine when I was younger. <laughs> Who was? Beauty and the Beast, that movie. Oh, um, Peter Pan was my favorite Disney mm. movie as a kid, but Belle was my favorite of like the princesses. Princesses, yeah. Mostly for the library. Yeah. <laughs> and all the, the talking candlesticks and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, um, I, I could see Aladdin, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't much of like an Aladdin girl. Like I've seen it on Broadway. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, but I, I don't know. Aladdin never really was like my, my favorite. I don't know. But yeah. This one, I definitely, we, I think we still have our collection of VHSs actually somewhere of like all, all of them. Yeah, I think my parents probably do too. But I think I tried to watch like, like Sleeping Beauty a couple years ago. I'm like, this is so 2D that it's giving me a headache. <laughs> it literally looked like cutouts of like people like with sticks moving it across the scene, screen. I'm like, I can't watch this. Oh yeah, I don't think I've watched any of those since. I watched the new Aladdin, I think mm. on plane. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next quiz, uh, which we also scored the same on. Everyone has a classic American food that matches your personality. Here's yours. We both got bagels and locks. It says, you're unique. You march to the beat of your own drum and you don't care what other people think of you. I mean, I don't really think bagels and locks are that unique. Maybe that's just me. I don't. I think my biggest issue with this BuzzFeed quizzes is you don't see all the other options. Yeah. It's, it's just like categorizes you and you don't know what you're up against. Because like, first of all, I don't think I would even classify bagel and lox as classic American food. It's like classic American Jewish food. <laughs> yeah. But that feels like a different category. Yeah. Like, how can like you a hamburger that in or a hot like, dog. What else is in that category? Hot dogs? Mac and cheese. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Cornbread, maybe. <laughs> And the way they describe them with the, like, how is bagel and like, is unique. bagel and unique because the Capers, rest are like, onions, I don't know, hamburgers, hot dogs, not unique, like, food? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I also, I don't know if you, bagel and lox, that's fine. 
<laughs> I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes I like to just see, here's my assumption on Buzzfeed quizzes. I think there's one thing that you pick that will trigger your response. Like, I don't think it's everything. I don't think it's, I could be wrong. Buzzfeed correct us if we're wrong, but I don't think there's like some really intense algorithm here, but I think one of the questions that you pick assigns your answer because sometimes I'll go back and switch it up and get the same thing. But because I've picked ribs, you know, both times I get it. And so sometimes I like to see if I can mess with the system and get a different answer. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. I did the same thing. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe that's the eight in us. <laughs> I think that's the control freak eight in Yeah, us. I'm like, tell me what gave me bagels and locks. <laughs> Don't tell me what I am, but, but yep. tell me what I am so I can yep. figure out how to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I also don't know if you do this where if it's a food one where it's like, make your perfect meal. I scroll all the way through it so I can make a good choice. Like I can put together a good meal. So I'm not picking like potato salad. And then French fries is my another, is my other option. <laughs> I know that will not surprise you at all. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I do that maybe like one to two, one to two questions ahead, but I don't read the whole thing. I, don't, I maybe will like scroll through because you know when you do some of the meal ones and they'll like do like pick an appetizer and then they'll be like pick a potato side this but you're fucked if you already already picked french fries are you, you don't want to pick potato are you though i think so then i'll switch it to bruschetta and then pick french fries later i think what i'm hearing in that is that the the proposition <laughs> to think about a meal is so serious yeah that it's and like so well-rounded in a quiz that it's like no I can't fuck up this meal because <laughs> and it's you can't have two sides of potatoes <laughs> oh, man. which I appreciate about you yep that's my control freak and my foodie and me coming out to play mm-hmm. um let's get through the last couple ones quickly and then maybe we can just talk about some of them but the next one was build a farm and we will reveal what type of bread you are I got dinner roll I got garlic bread. I think you win. I don't think I've ever, like, I don't think I've ever, like, had a dinner roll. Maybe it's because we're Jewish, but we don't, like, have dinner rolls with dinner. (laughs) I've never had a dinner roll with dinner. That wasn't, uh, like, someone else's house. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's because my dad is an immigrant. (laughs) Like, what's a dinner roll? I mean, like, maybe when we went out to dinner and they put bread on the table, but, like, no dinner roll. But I do love garlic bread. I eat those. Oh, yeah. Free bread. Give it to me. (laughs) The garlic next one here is, oh, go ahead. Garlic bread is pretty great though. Garlic bread's a good one. I don't make garlic bread enough, but when I, when I have it or have the opportunity or come up with the idea to make it, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. The, ne- the next one, this was one of the ones where I skipped forward to see every, all my options here because it said, choose a food for every meal and we'll give a city for you to visit. I got Rome. And I got Paris, which yeah. I feel like should be switched. It should definitely be switched. Uh, maybe this is one I'll take again and see if I can get Paris and see what <laughs> what, what that algorithm will look like. Um, and the next ones I did were all about like food and travel, basically food and traveling to cities. So we'll kind of scan through them, but pick meals for an entire day and we will reveal a unique city you should travel to. I got Castries, St. Lucia. Yeah, that is unique. That is very unique. I'd never even heard of that. I'm sorry if that's a, uh, Rude. I've never heard of that. And I also have never been anywhere in the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, I've heard of St. Lucia. Me too. <laughs> but not that particular place in St. Lucia. Yeah. And I got um, Nantes. Nantes. Yep. You know, the Edict of Nantes. <laughs> France. Yes. Which I also have never heard of. <laughs> I've heard of that because of history classes. The Edict of Nantes was signed there. 
Third. <laughs> okay, this next one is important. We know which city you would move to or you should move to based on the brunch you plan. I got Tokyo, which I'm really okay with. I got Barcelona, which I'm fine with, I guess. I, I feel like when I think about the brunch you'd make, that makes sense. Yeah. Can we talk about the brunch that you would make? Can we pause and talk about brunch? Sure. Let's talk about brunch. What Are you what? a sweet or savory girl? Do you like brunch? I love brunch. I feel like so much of our early days of our friendship were rooted in brunch. We did a lot of brunch. We did. DC is a big brunch place. I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time. DC is still a very big brunch culture, I would say. I would say recently over the past couple of years, I've participated in it less because I'd rather spend my money on dinner. And I also don't like being hungover at 1 p.m. That's fair. Oh, God. I think I have mixed feelings about that because if I'm going to be hungover, I prefer to day drink. Mm. I'd prefer a late afternoon drink than a morning drink. But I do like a morning drink. Mimosas, I think we, I don't know that we said this on the podcast, but we talk about it in terms of my wedding planning, but mimosas put me to sleep in five seconds and then make me throw up. So so (laughs) I like the taste of them, but they are not my friend. I like the vibe of mimosas way more than I actually enjoy mimosas or than my body enjoys mimosas, I should say. I love mimosas, but my body does not love that right first thing in the morning. I I can't get behind a savory cold Mm. beverage. Put that horseradish in there. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Nope. I can't do that. Um, So I think like in recent years, we are definitely like a weekend brunch couple, but we make it at home. So like we'll go all out on what we make at home, but we're less likely to go spend that money on like eggs and bacon out. Yeah, I agree. I love having a brunch at home. Yeah. Having other people come over and have like a early morning, not early morning, but like an early day kind of hang out yeah I like that I think that's a that's a fun mature way to get your friends together that like maybe are not yet in the phase of having fun dinner parties but like want to get together yeah I really enjoy that yeah and I also like again I would rather just spend my meal on like a dinner versus a brunch if they're the same price Winston is on the back of her chair it's freaking out scaling the chair <laughs> he woke up and he's freaking out sorry oh, that's okay um the next quiz we took was pick some food and we will tell you what city you should visit next i got durban south africa <laughs> got tokyo that's a good one i'm okay with yeah i'd rather have tokyo i think <laughs> um this one is, uh we're third to last here which global food city matches your personality we both got modena italy oh which i'm okay with yeah would go yeah um would go i think that makes sense I like a good hearty pasta. <laughs> um, let's see. What is your actual dream food city? I got Tulum, which I think is interesting. I don't know the food of Tulum. I think it's just Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, more seafood, I would say. Mexican food is so regional. I'm yeah. Not, like, I'm curious what that means. I, I got great Milan. ceviche in Tulum. <laughs> I got Milan, which I just watched. Have you been watching um, Stanley Tucci's? Italy show <laughs> like we started it I've only seen the one where he's in like uh Bologna and goes to like Modena and all that stuff yet but oh I love Stanley Tucci first. he's awesome he might be my favorite celebrity of all time <laughs> I met him once I saw him once did you really where yeah I was at a YouTube concert with Rachel and 
Do you say U2? Yeah. Oh, not YouTube concert. No, no. <laughs> I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, uh, U2 concert. Mm-hmm. Bono. Yes. At the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And we were in, we stayed up for like 36 hours to get <laughs> the best like general admission, like floor seats that we could okay. get. And we like sat down and like basically slept outside the night before to be able to be like the 10th person in line to get as wow. close to the stage as possible. I don't know. Rachel and I did some crazy things when we were in our youth, but mm-hmm. um, he was standing all of a sudden, then like a flock of like celebrity people who came, were coming to the concert who didn't have to sleep outside for 36 hours. Stanley Tucci wasn't behind you in line? <laughs> no, came into where we were sitting. And I was like, Rachel, I think that's the guy from the Devil Wears Prada, like standing next to me. And I, she was like, ask him, ask him. And I asked him and he was like, how, um, I was like, I'm, excuse me, sir. I'm so sorry to bother you, but are you are you the, the guy from the Double Prada? Because oh I was God. young, I was like, just right. didn't know what else he was in, and he was like, no, no, that's not me. And then pulled his sunglasses down and winked at me, and I was like, <gasps> Stanley Tucci, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It was great. That's that's a good story. Anyways, sorry, Milan. Mm. This episode on Milan was really interesting because it's like the least. I don't want to offend any Italians, but culinary, culinarily, it's like the least stereotypical Italian mm. cuisine. Of yeah, all. you have like veal Milanese, like a little bit more fried schnitzel kind of merging on like that Northern Italy, Switzerland type of cuisine. Totally, which I do not agree with yeah. <laughs> as my result for this quiz. No. I, I would like to get back to Milan. So we did Milan on Christmas Eve of 2019. And I think there's a couple things that were wrong with the way we set this up. One is like, it was the end of our week trip. We were exhausted. It was Christmas Eve. So things were closing early, but also people were out shopping. There were so many people out that it was, well, this was right before COVID. So it didn't seem weird at that time, but we were just like fed up with being there. Um, so we kind of like walked around, did a couple touristy things, but we kind of just like we're like ready to go home. So we kind of like hunkered down in our, in our uh, hotel. We also got upgraded to a suite, which was lovely. So we wanted to take advantage of that. Um, but I'd like yeah. to go back and like actually do it in a nicer way. Yeah. You should watch that episode. It's interesting. Maybe I'll watch it later tonight. And then the last quiz here, going back to uh, kind of takeout meals, uh, but eat a bunch of takeout meals to discover your perfect U.S. city. And we both got Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Should do a little weekend trip, meet you in Denver. <laughs> I'll, I will definitely do that. I was telling Selena earlier, I was like, I haven't been to Denver as an adult, only kind of passing through. You lived kind of near there for a year almost. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of an odd city, but it, it's it's like the largest city. Oh, that's going to be loud. I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to edit this, try and edit that out. <laughs> no worries. Um, it's like the largest city between he- LA and like Houston really? in the West, but it doesn't. So it's got a weird like combination of things going on, but it doesn't feel like that. But it's also like a mountainy, like outdoorsy kind of like city. It's a, it's it's odd. It's a strange city. But, is it, it's, it, it's a driving city, right? Like you need a car to like get around and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've heard the food scene is is good. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I truly know nothing about Colorado. <laughs> I also really didn't enjoy my time in Colorado. Yeah. I enjoyed the people that we met there, some of our closest friends we met there, but Colorado was not for me. No. So no, it no. might be negatively skewed by that experience. Got it. Yep. Well, that those were all the BuzzFeed quizzes that we took. You know, I think we learned a lot about ourselves that we're both <laughs> Bell and Aladdin. We both, um, you know, our spirit city is apparently Denver. Um, <laughs> you know, our global personality is Modena, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really kind of diving deep here. But as this wraps up our series, any huge takeaways, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I loved this. I hope people listening enjoyed it also. Um, this one, this episode obviously is a little bit more silly and a little bit more <laughs> low-key than the others, but I think- Send us your BuzzFeed quizzes. We will take them. Immediately. Immediately. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's cool that we're friends that enjoy this kind of thing and talking about and learning about each other in this way. And I'm curious if like other people feel that way about their friendships or- Is this normal? Is this normal? <laughs> um, I feel like it should be. If you mm-hmm. are into that. Um, yeah, I loved our Enneagram one. That was probably my favorite one just because I liked exploring how similar we are and also how different we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, what about you? I, I think I felt the same way. Like, I think I, I learned for the first time kind of more about any Enneagram and, you know, asked 15 people in my life to take the test right after that episode to kind of understand them a little bit more. Um, but I, I think kind of similar in a similar vein to what you were saying, I thought it was really interesting to hear what we were similar on and also what we were different on. And I think what was most surprising to me, what, again, something we have no control over was where we were the most different was our astrology mm-hmm. and kind of how those things hold true or not true to us. Um, and I also think that like going back to everything we've said over the past three episodes, the way we approach situations, I think deep down is very similar, but I also think like our external approach is very different um, in kind of the, the harshness or the laid backness and kind of that we take situations or think through ideas and things like that. So I think we did learn that we're similar in a lot of ways, but we also learned like that we're, di- I was re- re-listening to our uh, MBTI episode and it was interesting kind of talking about the the uh, extrovert and introvert and how I was saying like, I could go a whole weekend and be totally fine not talking to people. And you're like, I so do not relate to that where we both kind of walked into that conversation being like, we're both introverts because we like to sit in the corner of a party. And now we kind of understand those parts of us a little bit deeper and different and things like that too, which I just think is really interesting. Yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of, oh, I hope that's okay sound-wise. Sorry, yeah, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun talking about these things and I hope it was fun to listen to and interesting. Um, and sparks conversation, I think with your friends, because I, I think, you know, what you said at best and I can't remember which episode, but we were talking about the fact that like on a weekday, I don't love like having plans and like, like to kind of go home and unwind. And you're like, it's great to know that about you because you know, when I ask you to do something on a Tuesday, if we lived in the same city, I wouldn't get offended if you said no. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's, and putting it into the relevancy of this day and age and kind of what we're going through right now I think it's even more important to check up on your friends but also like check in on where they're at because I think as we start fingers crossed transitioning back to normal in some capacity like a lot of people have changed over this year a lot of people have had the time to really get in touch with who they are and kind of what they like and what they don't like and 
what their social situations are going to look like moving forward and how they're going to navigate their friendships and their relationships moving forward. So if now, now I think is the best time to start those conversations um, and start learning a little bit more about your friends, because maybe it's a conversation you've never had before. And maybe that's something that's important as you're transitioning back to normal life. Yeah. Wow. That was so well said. I could not have said that better. I think, (laughs) I think it's, yeah, I think, I hope that people do have these kind of conversations with the people in their life. And I think what I've enjoyed and what I appreciate about these type of things, even a BuzzFeed quiz is something as silly as BuzzFeed quiz. Like these are really great, almost like tools or resources to use to facilitate those conversations. And like as a counselor or somebody that who's always been pretty comfortable talking about my emotional state like that has been very second nature to me but I I think having something that's like relatively structured and relatively you know other people also do it and it's not an it's not a it may not seem as something so extreme as like maybe going to therapy for the first time or like asking your friends about like you know I was really depressed this year because the world sucked like let's talk about that which I think Mm -hmm. is also really important and really beneficial in relationships but these kind of serve as like a lighter, easier tool to have those conversations, but, Mm -hmm. but still get you talking about those things with the people that are important in your life. And I think this year has taught us a lot about how important that is and like how, how we can normalize those very real parts of who we are. We don't have to hide those things anymore. And it's not worth your time to keep parts of you like hidden away like that, like mm-hmm. yourself with your people. And I think these are really great tools to like get those conversations started, especially if you're not comfortable doing yeah. that right away. Yeah. I would say like, these are, this is a very lighthearted way to start a not lighthearted conversation. Like if you're looking for a tool to like jumpstart that and like, I hope you have friends that you can talk to it without perhaps using these tools. But if you don't, and you're kind of looking for a way to talk to your peers, your friends, your parents, your bosses about all these things, you know, I think it's a great way, like, at least in my head, like if I, I'm lucky enough to have great relationships with my managers and kind of my coworkers, but as I was transitioning back to work, if I was having a hard time bringing it up, we could be like, hey, as a team, let's take MBTI. Oh, you're an introvert. I'm an introvert. Let me tell you how I work like that. It's yeah. a great kind of lighthearted way to talk about something a little bit more like serious. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think, you know, I think before this, we which is a larger conversation, which is what we always end up getting to. But like societally, I feel like we were at a place where a lot of these larger conversations were so easy to like run away from or put under the rug or, you know. Because there was distra- there were distractions in the world. Like you could, you could go out to a bar and not have that conversation versus kind of like sitting at home. I, I don't know, either with yourself or maybe this is a bad example, but like now that you're interacting with your friends via Zoom, if you don't have anything to update them on because you've been in your house for a week straight, you're, you start to talk about how you feel. Yeah. And like what's going on on a deeper level? Because I can't tell you I went to this restaurant and went to work because I wasn't doing anything. I was literally standing within 800 square feet of an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're forced to just sit with yourself and look inward, these are really great things to get you thinking about that in a way that maybe would help if it's not something that comes naturally to you or you've ever done before. Um, Winston keeps popping up over her shoulder just to say hi. He's very cute. (laughs) Um, Which I think, which I really appreciate about it. And I think, you know, hopefully us talking about it with each other and all these different tests and quizzes, assessments, whatever, maybe it'll help somebody talk to somebody else about something that they've been sitting with and do it in a fun and light way. 
Couldn't agree more. Well, I think this wraps up our, our four-part series here. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will go back to our regular scheduled programming <laughs> after this, but if you have any other assessments or want us to kind of look through anything else or talk through any of these in a different light or in a different way, or if you use something at work or with your friends, that's kind of fun that we could do, let us know. We'd be super interested in trying more of these. And if we find more, maybe we'll make this a more, uh, another series or something like that. I don't, I don't have any on my mind, but if anything pops up, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, and let us know um, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, other things you want us to talk about in general. Um, we're really enjoying doing this and I don't know who, who or how many people are even listening, but uh, <laughs> for those of you who are listening are enjoying it. Um, and if you don't know us personally and want to reach out, we're on Instagram. So like, feel free to DM us. We'll reach out. We'll respond. <laughs> we'll respond. And yeah, write us a review, subscribe, and whatever else you do with a podcast. Yeah. And we'll catch up with you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.